What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dissect That Film, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and TV. Today is episode 74. And also, it's week two of our Spooktober special episodes, where we sit down and talk about our favorite Spooktober movies. Today, we're talking about our good buddy Dan here. His yeah! Pick, a movie that I had never seen. And to be Good. honest, I didn't I had never heard of until Dan spoke of it many, many months ago. And after all that talk, we finally decided we're gonna talk about the faculty. I'm just kidding, we're talking about phantoms. <laughs> We've been bamboozled. <laughs> oh, phantoms, no. yo. We're talking about the 1998 Dean Koontz novel turn film Phantoms. I am your host, Brett Parker. Joining me, as always, is the wonderful Dan and Angelo of DNA Gaming. Hello. Uh, so, Dan, we need to know... Super Saiyan over there? We need to know why Phantoms, and what is your history with Phantoms? Well, much like yourself, Parker, uh, Phantoms, for me, was because of my grandmother. My grandmother loves... As I've probably mentioned before in the podcast, loves monster movie, horror movie, kind of, it's just kind of her thing. She always liked that kind of stuff. And I don't know. I just showed up and people were watching Phantoms. And it was fucking <laughs> Lee Shriver, Lee Shriver, however you say his oh, last name. Oh, Lee Shriver. Yeah. Oh, either. dude. He's great. And then fucking Aflac. And yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's it, I, that's it. Like, that's all I remember is I went to Grandma's, they were watching it. It seemed cool, and then I've seen it like multiple times, like sprinkled throughout my like teen years, until probably it's probably been twenty years since I last seen this movie. It needs a Blu-ray release. This movie is underappreciated. Yeah. I, 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 speaking of that, before we we move on, this is literally, I believe, the only way you can buy this movie if you want to physically own it, unless you have it on VHS. It's it's a double pack on Amazon for I got this for ten bucks. It comes with the faculty and it comes with phantoms, but it's bare bones. It doesn't come with any special features. It's the movie, and you can't even get subtitles on the damn thing. I tried to put Oof. turn on sub. There's literally it, when you the menu it says play, and then I I don't even know what the other one was. I don't think it was just play movie. I am I don't even own that. I am such an I'm I am a format snob, and I am waiting for the never going to be released Blu-ray. Uh, look, Dan, it's been so long. I just the, don't think it's going to happen. We need uh, to start the hashtag uh, 4K, uh, 4K for Phantoms. Please, absolutely. Right. But then they'll fuck it up, and then we'll get like the Phantom with what Billy Zane or whatever. <laughs> Billy Zane, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell! Damn it, Billy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great though. I love uh, hearing those type of stories. You know, um, how you know certain movies are influenced by you know certain people you know you being your grandmother for this movie and you know, a lot of movies for me was my grandmother um yep so it's a i love i love hearing that stuff angela is this your first go around with phantoms that it is so you so you're so you're in the same boat as me yep i have another movie like that too for you guys we've talked about before but so we're we're gonna start off with our thoughts on this movie then we'll go into the uh all the uh, BTS stuff and all that fun unnecessary crap. There's not a lot for this movie, by the way. There's not a lot of trivia. There's not. There's uh, the, you know, it's just a lot of the cast and the director. Like literally, nobody did anything. 
uh, this movie is like this is why I never heard of this movie because there's nothing on it. Like I feel like yep. it was made and then it was just like it just disappeared into the ethos and yep. until Dan spoke it into existence and I was like, oh. And then I look it up and I'm like, holy shit, look at this cast. How did I miss this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it did. So I'm talking about, dude. He so made Dan, it reappear. I know. It's it's crazy. I love it. Dan, and your recent viewing of this movie, what are your thoughts? Okay. So I still love this fucking movie. All right. This is a I mean this is an unappreciated movie. If you've never seen it, you really need to go watch it. Watch it. I know we'll probably talk about it when we get further in. This movie tanked so fucking bad in the box office yep. when it came out. It yep. was a shit storm when it released. So so just to interrupt you for a second. Uh speaking oh, of the box office, there's no budget on this movie. I just, I'm just yeah. going to say that now. There's no budget. I can't find it. I really didn't deep, dig that deep, but it was one of those things where I looked at like three or four sites and I got nothing. And I was like, okay, clearly they didn't want to share it. Uh, it only made $5.8 million at the box office. And this is the reason why it was released. Uh, January 28th of 1998, which January is a terrible month yes. to be released. At least, yes, you know, is. at least in the late 90s, even through to probably the two, the 2010s, January was like, oh, hey, we have this movie we made. What do you want to do with it? And they're like, just dump it in January. Just dump so, it in January, February. Like, that's that's the spot where, like, movies just go to die. It's true. And, and be, having worked in the theater industry, you have you have your summer, you have your... May usually, sometimes April, May through July into August. Then you get a little bit of a lull in September, and it picks up in October for horror movies, then November, December, holiday, and then January, February, March, nothing. Yeah. It is dead. I feel the only movies that really do well in January are movies that are part of like established franchises. So like Scream recently, at least this past yeah. year, was released in January, and it did it did well. But like, if you put something like this is a, a, a technically it was a ba- it was based on a book, but it was an original idea. Yeah, and yeah, it just was. It, the, it, and and it was produced by the terrible Weinstein's, who yeah. just made seventy thousand movies in the nineties and then just puked yes. them all over the place. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so it was probably just them trying to make a quick buck. You know, got all these actors for probably cheap. I think the only one who probably cost anything was Peter O'Toole. Because he was an established yeah. actor from the '50s all the way till he yeah. passed away, I think 2013. Yep. So yeah, it's it's just it was unfortunate because this movie was pleasantly I was pleasantly surprised. Not to what? jump into everything, but Dan, go back to what you were okay. saying. So I I still love this movie. I think it's a it's a great um I it's a, obviously it's a horror film, but there's some great kind of suspense moments in oh, it. Yeah. I think they do a really good job. Um, I think the actors are great. The cast, of course, they weren't really that big at this time. You know, uh, Rose McGowan, Ben Affleck, Lee Schreiber, and then uh, the gentleman you spoke about earlier. I can't think of his the name. Old Tool. Yes, thank yeah. you. Uh, which he could just that dude could like narrate my life. I know he's probably passed away now, but he could narrate my life, and I'd be content with that. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's really fun. The movie just goes yeah. like it just go like there's not there's no long build up. It just hits the ground running for the most part. I love for most of the movie the lack of explanation to anything going on. Yep. Uh, probably my favorite characters are Lee Schreiber as Stu and uh, 
uh, Ben Affleck as Bryce Shriver. I was called Schreiber. I don't know. Schreiber. Schreiber. Yeah. Whatever. Always said it that way anyway so th- those are my two favorite I-, I just love his character like that was like, some of the common quotes like you guys want to see something <laughs> girls did you slip me a mickey like <laughs> i just fucking love this movie it- it's so it's great it's really got really good pra- uh, practical effects it- when it does use it i think it's got some really good practical effects um, the CG, of course is wonky it's, it's like 90s, 90s it's CG. 90s cg it's- and to be honest it's not the worst thing i've seen from the 90s. no no it's not it's not. Um, and I guess uh, I, I saw some clear inspiration. Did not see it the first time because I hadn't seen it at this point, but it was some clear inspiration uh, from the thing in multiple scenes I felt in this movie. Yeah, yeah they definitely uh, feel played uh, homage to it. Not not in a bad way, but I, I can see why this movie was kind of shuffled under the radar. But as I said before, and I'll mention it again at the end of the episode, if you have not seen this movie, you really need to see it. It's on Pluto TV for free. You can just go on there and watch it. Yes. Or you could buy this ten dollar Blu-ray or the ten dollar DVD with uh, the faculty. Yeah. Oh, oh! And by the way, <laughs> yes, that's true. True. And by the way, Affleck was the bomb in Phantom Joe. <laughs> to be honest, he was no. Lee Schreiber was better. I, I, I am agree. not a, 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 a huge Ben Affleck fan. I am one of those guys who was like, I thought he was a good Batman, where a lot of people don't. Yeah. Uh, but but like especially '90s Affleck, even like early 2000 Affleck is like, ooh, he did a lot of really bad roles. Uh, but this was right off of Goodwill Hunting. Like Goodwill Hunting was in '97, which is you know he wrote that, he was in that. Don't know how much he what you know what his performance is like because that's a movie I've actually never seen. Uh, he wasn't in it a whole lot. He was in it a little bit. So. Yeah. So uh, this is coming off of that. But uh, I just want to quickly, before we jump to you, Angela, uh, talk about your thoughts. I just want to talk about this, the, the, the Phantoms cover. And now this is the cover that's on the, the, the VHS and uh, the DVD. And uh, you know what? I'm, I'm holding it up to the camera, but I'm also I'll probably just put a picture of the cover on the screen for you guys to see. But it's all I swear to God, they just took images from other things that these actors did and just fucking copied and pasted them. I swear yeah. that is Lee Schreiber. He's that is his. Uh, that is the same thing he looks like in on the Scream Two cover. Yeah, like it's the yeah. same thing. I think Ben Affleck. That could be from anything. That girl definitely doesn't look <laughs> anything like that picture. And uh, yep. Rose McGowan, nothing like that. Like they literally just were like, okay, well, let's see all these covers. No, some other wait, movies. Wait, 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 wait. It, it was. <laughs> Hang on. So funny. I've got it. Hang on. Where? Where, where is it? Where is it? It's not Biodome. No. <laughs> no, she was in Encino, man. Oh. Dang it. What are you looking up? Never mind. It was it was later. Never mind. Oh. I thought I had something. But I just thought it was hilarious because I had the picture like blown up on my screen and I was like, wow, that is the worst like editing, like trying to get that cool cover. Because it, it's this, I mean, it's this that that design of having like a bunch of young people in that form i mean the faculty covers the same thing you look at scream you look at i know what you did last summer like all those teen horror movies just had that same look to them on the covers yeah it's hilarious it doesn't tell you anything about this movie (laughs) bland yeah (laughs) Yeah, pretty much all right angela let's talk about your thoughts i thought it was good for never seeing this before, and I, Dan's like, it's a Dean Koontz uh, book, and I'm like, I never was 
into Dean Koontz. Like, I never branched out from Stephen King. So, like, I never experienced any of his books. So, yeah. now I probably will go back and read stuff that he is. Uh, really great acting by pretty much everybody, um, except for Steve. Poor Steve. <laughs> Poor Steve. Is Steve? It's fucking. Was, he gets nicked. Which one was Steve? He was the third. The third cop. The third cop. Okay. The third, <laughs> yeah, the forgettable yeah. cop that you see <laughs> yeah. later, and you're like, oh yeah, he's I here. Was like, I was like, oh poor Steve, because he's because um, he's got Ben Affleck and, and leaves Scheiber there, and is like, who's that guy? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're like, we don't, we don't, we don't need him. Yeah, Steve Shanning. Yes. Can we talk about how Joanna Going looks like Jamie Gertz? She does. Yes. I thought that's who it was. That's what we thought too. I was like, is that the lady from Twister? I was like <laughs> looking it up. I was like, wait a minute. That's not right. Bill, I got to call you back. We got cows. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. No, she didn't marry you for, for your parents. <laughs> yes. oh, the, through the whole movie, I even knew that it wasn't her. It still looked like. Yeah. Still there were quite like a few it. shots. It was like a dead ringer. I was like, yeah, I've never heard I, of I've never heard of uh, Joanna going. I've seen like I looked up some of the things she was in and I was like, oh, OK, nothing jumped out at me. No. I had to include one of her uh, one terrible role. But we'll get to that. We'll be uh, we'll go through the entire cast. OK, fair enough. But yeah, I mean, it was it was great. We'll definitely watch it again. Well, good pick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No shit for me. <laughs> no, fan, this movie was yeah. I'm I'm literally the same as you, Angela. It this was a pleasantly surprising movie that it was actually pretty freaky. Uh, yeah. I uh, allowed my son to watch this with me, and he didn't watch the whole thing. Uh, but uh, what he saw of it, he's like, that was scary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this come from a ten year old, so you know, you take it as it is. I mean, I, there was some parts where I was like, oh damn, this is not where I thought this was gonna go. The thing about this movie is it starts off like, yeah, you're, you're not way. There's no lull moment from the beginning to no. what and it starts. It's like, bam, we're, we're there where things are yep. happening and it just <laughs> keeps on going until the very end of the movie. And I'm like, I appreciate the hell out of that because I hate movies that have to like slowly burn to that establishing like everything. Oh, this is this person. And this yeah. is this. no, it is. You meet these two women. And then they go to a town that the one person lives in. No one's around. They're finding people. And it's chaos. It's absolute yep. chaos. It is chaos. <clears throat> but I'm pretty sure you don't ever find out the sheriff's name. Like, do they no, ever... he's, he's literally sheriff in my entire, in all of my notes. Oh, really? Yeah. They don't call by his actual name? So no. it's like you. At least I don't think so. I don't even think you learn the younger sister's name. You do. Yeah, it's Lisa. Uh, it's uh, Lisa. Yeah, they say it. They say it. Don't worry. But, I like, always go into movies not knowing anyone's name, and it's just blonde girl or like, whatever the actress's name is. Or actor. you find out the older sister's name from the. I didn't right at the beginning. Yep, He's I like, missed oh, it. She's like, "Oh, I'm with Jennifer." Yeah, I, I missed that, or but, I heard it. It forgot it, and then when it got to a part where I had to write a note about her, I just put Doc because <laughs> she's the yeah. doctor. Yeah, that's like because they don't explain. <laughs> They don't explain. They don't say anybody's name. And I was like, I knew what the sheriff's name was by looking it up on IMDb. Right. But it's like. But, but if, you, if you think about it, though. They don't take that time. Like, they they hit and go. And 
But as this movie establishes itself, it's just, it's throwing you into an existing situation. You're seeing this cut of the situation. Yeah. Oh, I like at, that. If it's just a group, excuse me, a group of people, what's the what's the need in going out of your way to like blatantly say everybody's name? I mean, it doesn't help for us as a viewer, but in that situation, yeah, like it, as 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 a invisible viewer, I'm like, as I call you, dear baby, everything but your name. I'm not gonna be like, this is my wife. Angela Wickwire doesn't make sense. Oh, everybody! You found out their last name. I now I can ed- now I can introduce them by their full names. Now you still introduce me to people that I know as your wife. Yeah, like, I know, but I, I do have a name. But why would I blatantly know? just be like, "Here is your whole name"? Or you could just like, be like me, who goes into situations where like I know somebody, but they don't know, and I just don't introduce her because it's not even the fact that I'm trying to be rude. It's just like. I just, I'm terrible at this <laughs> social yeah. interaction. I'm not good at. <laughs> but yeah, back to uh, talk about um, this movie. I liked it a lot. I would definitely watch it again. I really, I'm hoping yeah. Dan, I, Dan, well, we can start the, the hashtag. We can try to get that Phantom yes. 4K thing going. Let's get this movie. Yeah, I would buy this and watch it again. Okay. Yes. And then you can look, so you important. can use the, you want to see something? Yeah, you would. But the only thing is, is I feel that I think the fact that the Weinstein's were involved in this movie, I feel that could be a contributing factor to why the why this movie kind of doesn't exist anymore. But yeah, but how many movies? But but there's so many movies that, like, I mean, look at they're re-releasing all the Scream movies in 4K. Mm -hmm. Those the Weinstein's were involved in all those movies. Yeah, exactly. About seven thousand movies during the '90s that people like. So. I just assume I it's because of it, it just it just how badly it did. I just think this movie yeah, needs another so shot. There's so many of those type of movies that that are like, get that cult following and cult they classics, get those yeah. yeah, and they get the that love and then, you know, places like Arrow or uh, Scream Factory are taking those movies and and uh, re-releasing them on 4K. I I would I would buy this movie. This this movie was a lot of fun. I yep. thought the the effects for a 90s movie actually looked pretty good, especially I mean, we don't know what the budget is. I feel like yep. it was. I feel like it was pretty high, yeah. though, especially since they were using CG. Yeah, uh, that's probably, probably why they kind of hid that. But um, yeah, it, it, I, I, it's, it's just unfortunate when it was released. You know, January is just that that not a good time, not a good time to be releasing movies. So overall, like this a lot. Would recommend it to anybody who's never seen it before, maybe never heard of it before, like I never knew until about four or five months ago when Dan first mentioned it on the show. <laughs> Dude, listen. Like I said, after this, the next chance I get, man, Deep Rising. It's yeah, great another one I've movie. never seen. Great so, movie. Um, yeah, it's good. Uh, you know, more things to mention is like the the acting was actually pretty good. I, uh, to be honest, I was not a fan of Luke Schreiber's performance in this. I thought he was so so extreme. Like it just didn't seem like the it. character he was supposed to be. <laughs> I feel th- uh, if he acted that way later in the movie after what happens to him happens, it makes sense. But like before, I'm just like, this guy is too, he's too much for the situation. I just feel like he got the script and read what was supposed to happen to him. And he's like, all right, I'm doing this the entire movie. No, because well, it seemed, all right. Good, good. It always seemed like for me, cause like, you know, obviously he's weird as fuck in the movie. Like, yeah. and then like, in the beginning, he's weird as fuck. But then, whatever happens later, it just feels like he's like, okay, now I can be what who I want to be now. 
Yeah. Like he's like one of those weird people that's oppressed by society. He can't act the way he wants to. Yeah. But that's whatever. It could just be bad writing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought Ben Affleck was pretty good in this movie. Like I said mm-hmm. before, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Ben Affleck's career. Uh, but especially, or especially like I said before, late nineties, mid two thousands, you know, a lot of bad choices. For, Reindeer uh, games. Yep. <laughs> Some of all fears. Um, G Lee. Mm. Oh God. God that again. one was I've, tough to say. I've oh, seen the fucking movie too. It's like bad. the disgust. Gobble, gobble. Oh, fucking J Lo, Jesus! They're married now, which is wild. Well, Those two were in one of the worst movies ever made. Now they're married. Gotta love it. Gotta love Hollywood. Um, go go down with the ship. I mean, he was in Pearl Harbor, which say what you want about that movie. Thought it was pretty good for a oh, Michael Bay movie. Yeah, it's Michael Bay. Just no, no, I've heard another weird thing. I saw that movie in theaters. Maybe somebody will talk about Pearl Harbor. Um, not the, the, this, and trust me, it's not accurate to history. So, yeah, all you historians, I know it's probably why. <laughs> yeah, I heard about the dinosaurs and the werewolves. I thought that was a weird. Oh addition, my god, but... it was crazy, absolutely <laughs> insane. So yeah, so this movie, well, we already said the release date, but it was directed by Joe Chappelle. No relation to Dave. Don't even know what this guy looks like. There's no picture of him anywhere but he is uh, the director behind the best halloween movie uh, halloween five curse of michael myers which was the movie he did right before this one yeah yeah yeah. which is surprising i think it was hall no curse of michael myers was halloween six wasn't it yeah it was the last one yeah well the last one before h2o why did it say why did it say halloween five no curse should be six because that's what paul rudd right yeah, yeah 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 you're right Oh, no, it's just called Halloween, Curse of Michael Myers. But it's Halloween 6, my mistake. I ruined my notes, Halloween 5. I'm wrong, everybody. But yeah, he did that movie. He did some uncredited stuff on the fourth Hellraiser movie. Another one that most people forget. Uh, He also directed The Skulls 2, which is a sequel to The Skulls, which is a... It's a weird kind of movie like this, but it's about, like, demons and shit. At least that's what I think it's about. Never seen it. I feel I like I've heard of that movie, like the first one, but I just I cannot swear, remember. I think middle. that's the one that has like Paul Walker in it. Really? I think so. All right. Tell me in the comments if, if I'm wrong. I probably am. I did a lot of TV stuff as well. Most is most notable stuff was sort of like CSI Miami and New York. He also directed a lot of episodes of, the, of Fringe and some of the episodes and some episodes of The Wire. Ooh, so that's did a lot co- of Chicago Fire. Is that one you watch? Oh, I've heard of it. So, and Manifest. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that pop up. So he's still he's still working. So yeah, yeah he doesn't. He's focused more on TV. Didn't do you know? Didn't really. He swung and missed a lot in the film industry. So it happens. He get demoted to the TV realm. At least he's got a job. Can't yeah, hey, about yeah that. he's probably yeah. been making way more than I do. So mm-hmm. good on yeah, him. All of us together. Yeah. So, of course, this movie was based on Dean Koontz's novel from 1983. He also wrote the screenplay, so I guess it's pretty faithful really? to his novel. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize he was involved in the screenplay. It, it feels... I've, I don't know anything about the novel, though I do want to, like, if I could find that on, like, tape and just listen to it while I'm working. You probably could find it on, like, uh, Audible. Oh. 
I can show you exactly where to go. Okay. Well, I would like to listen to it. I'm curious how close it is. I'm sure it's nowhere close. The one that I use. Oh, oh. drive. Okay. Is it free? It yep. Ooh, it the, it uses that. your. It uses your library, your local library. Oh. As you can, a, like check out audiobooks. Yeah, you can check out audiobooks, oh, cool. and then it like sends it sends it to you through um, Amazon through Kindle. Oh, sweet. All right. Um, yeah. Like, uh, like you can do. You can do both. That's good. I've not used it. She's talked about it. I'd like to listen. But no, I'm not sure. I'm just curious how, how well, because this feels like this movie feels for it only being an hour and a half. It just, it feels like it just kind of completes its plot points. I don't feel it yeah. means anything. Like it's just no. like, here's your movie. Except for the end. I was like, why did this have to happen? I hate those endings. Oh, I did yeah. not like the ending. It's so typical of this time. And it was stolen from fucking... another movie. Oh, I'm sure. So. There's a couple uh, things Nero taken from other movies. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely had a lot of influences. So it stars Peter O'Toole. That's the that's kind of the big ticket name uh, when this movie came out. He was, of course, hugely known for Lawrence of Arabia from 1964, where he was nominated for his first ever first Academy Award. He is tied with Glenn Close for most wow. Academy Award nominations without a win. I don't know the really? number, but it's a lot. Damn. Yeah. Uh, he was also in, uh, for me, I remember him, he was in Troy. He played uh, the King uh, King Paris, I think was the name, or the King of Troy. He was, yeah. Prime. And then Prime. Prima, or is it Prime? Prima. Okay, Prima, yeah. And then he was the voice of the critic in Ratatouille. The one who eats the Ratatouille. And it's like, oh, yeah. Never didn't know that. So and he's had a, and, and, and he's all, he got a lot of other prestigious movies that he's done. He did through you know he's been oh yeah he was in the industry from the late fifties all the way to I think probably up until his death in two thousand thirteen. Well, he's got credit. Well, he could have recorded it before his death. Yeah. he has two credits after that twenty fourteen yeah. and twenty fifteen. So. Don't worry, James Earl Jones is about to have credits until like 45 years after his death since he just signed over the rights to his voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Guess what, everybody? We're getting a Mufasa movie. Why? Who fucking knows? Thanks, Disney. Because <laughs> people care. Mufasa. Do they? I do. No, I was just kind of being a smart ass. That's oh, okay. fine. <laughs> uh, this yeah, also has Rose McGowan in it. Of course, she's from Scream. And uh, her first ever role was in Uncino Man, which had uh, Pauly Shore. Uh, Brendan Fraser, the the Renaissance man right now, and uh, it was it Sean Astin from Lord of the Rings and Goonies. I always get that mixed up with that Encino man. I always get that mixed up like by title with you know that movie, of course, and then um, what's the one with Christopher Lloyd and Hulk Hogan? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't think I've ever okay. seen anything with Hulk Hogan other than like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll have to find it. I will find it. I will find it. Uh, Joanna See. going is also in this. Oh, uh, speaking of Rose McGowan, she actually is the one who um, came forward about Harvey Weinstein. She was like the first one to come, you know, Oh, really? pretty much help create the me too movement. She, you know, put everything out there about Harvey Weinstein, how much of his, a piece of shit he is. So Good for her. yeah. And uh, you know, she worked with him, a lot in the 90s, and that's where it all came from. Uh, Joanna Going, she plays Jennifer. She really doesn't have a lot of crazy credits. She did a lot of, she's done some TV with a show called Kingdom. She did some episodes of House of Cards um, and Mad Men. 
Uh, her filmography, it, the one noticeable one was Wyatt Earp from 94, which was the bad Wyatt Earp movie because it was it was two Wyatt Earp movies that came out within like a year of each other. It was Wyatt Earp and then Tombstone and Tombstone just yep. destroyed it because it's a way better movie. And uh, she was in Home Alone 4. Fuck me. <laughs> I had never seen. Yeah, I've never seen it either. I don't think I ever will. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm no. good. I'll pass. Hard pass, guys. Uh, Liev Schreiber, uh, he's, of course, in Scream 1 through 3. He was in The Hurricane with Denzel Washington. These are just some of the things he's been in, some things that I've seen throughout my career and some things I had to point out because it was hilarious to me. Uh, the, he did the remake of The Omen, which I actually own. I actually own that one over the original Omen, which is way better. Interesting. Uh, X-Men Wolverine. Yep. Which, to be honest, I think he's one of the better parts of that movie, even though that movie's not very good. He, <laughs> yep. was a, he did a voice in My Little Pony, the movie. <laughs> really? Yep. Don't know which character he did because he's never seen it. Okay. And he enough. was the voice of um, uh, um, 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 Kingpin in Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, interesting. I didn't know. Good, po- good which pick. Which he does fantastic that? in that. And of course, I think good. one of his biggest roles is from the show, the Showtime show, Ray Donovan, which yeah, yeah, did for that. some time. And he also did a movie. And then Ben Affleck. That's rounding out kind of the core cast. Ben Affleck, you know, he's been in so many things, starting from like Goodwill Hunting to, you know, you know, he was in Batman v Superman. He was in The Town. He was in uh, Argo. He's been in so many things. He's had such an illustrious career with a lot of accolades. And I've always been mixed about him. What about his one of his uh, earlier performances from Mallrats? Yeah, he did. A, he's well. He's he's like best friends with Kevin Smith, so he did a lot of uh, a lot of Kevin Smith perform, uh, stuff. Yeah, he was it, in um, Dogma. He was yeah, in Jersey Jay, Girl, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, which is where you get the the line like Affleck, yep. you were the bombing. <laughs> yeah, you're bombing <laughs> Phantoms. Phantoms, yeah. <laughs> so good. So like that movie, yeah, some love. So much fun. This guy, that, that, dude, that that asshole from the fashionable male wanted to fuck my girlfriend in a very uncomfortable place. What, you mean like the back of a Volkswagen? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Mallrats. That's just, that's just the oh, movie I always, I always think of him from. So funny. Uh, music was done by David C. Williams. Uh, I literally looked at this guy's career, and it is not much. It's like, I think he has three <laughs> credits in total. Okay. That's about it. So, yeah, so the uh, this... This movie was a huge influence, I guess, in during the creation of uh, the original Silent Hill video game, and and of course it's a you know prequel. I can see the sequels that came out later. I can see that. uh, And then there's a couple scenes that we'll talk about. We'll I'll add the trivia to the the scenes once we get to them. But not a lot on this movie. Really, isn't a lot. And if you have some, listen to anybody who's listening or 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 watching. If you have any extra information that I didn't share about this movie because there's not a lot out there, please leave it in the comments or DM me on Twitter or whatever and tell me, hey, you know, and then uh, when I edit this, I'll add in some of the stuff. Also, this uh, is being recorded two days after our last recording, so I wasn't able to put up any Twitter polls on, like, thoughts about the movie, but I'm going to, and I'll probably insert whatever people put in at the end of the movie, (laughs) at the end of the episode, so... Please. There we go. All right. Are we ready to talk about the plot of Phantom? Yes. Absolutely. So this movie, like I said, this movie starts off. Uh, I think this is probably the slowest part of the entire movie. 
It's uh, two yeah. sisters driving through the mountains with the really suspenseful music playing in the background. Uh, the scenery is really, really nice. The, the mountains of Colorado, because it was filmed in a, a town in Colorado, or at least the establishing shots were. Um, so, yeah, you get that. And uh, they, she I guess uh, the, the driver can afford a car phone. Like back in the 90s, car phones were expensive. She's got a car and who phone. Put, who puts one on a fucking Jeep? Yeah. In a, oh, I didn't say she lives in Colorado, and she's a doctor. Right. But like in a fucking Jeep? Yeah, I don't understand it either. So the sister, uh, the sisters are Jennifer, she's the driver, and then Lisa, uh, played by Rose McGowan, and they're going to Jennifer, the town that Jennifer lives, She's Lisa's going to stay with her for a little bit because I guess there's a rocky relationship between the sisters and the mom or something like that. It's just, and it's never, it's one of those things that it's just said and then nothing happens with it. It's like, oh, it's that's, just why she, that's, that's just why she's here. Like, that's all you need. You don't need to know anything else about this. Well, you get, you get something at the beginning and then one toward almost the end. Yeah, later. Yeah. It's just that conversation. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's just really a bit short snippets, which I feel, I mean, what would you do with that in the movie? No, you, you can't do anything unless the mom just miraculously shows up out of nowhere. Like, well, where'd you come from, mom? I'm here pretty to far get away. my babies. Yeah. <laughs> I love I it's one of those things where she calls her boyfriend. She's talking to her boyfriend and then this I love it. It's like this is a 90s movie where she drives through the tunnel and it just hangs up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let me give you my number so that boop, boop. oh, you bitch. Oh. <laughs> uh, she just wants her to be focused, all right? Focus on the beautiful mountains in your sister. AKA the boyfriend is probably a piece of shit. Probably. Uh, probably. I mean, look who Rose McGowan was in. in or look at what, you know, her character was with in Scream. One of the killers. Spoiler That's true. Good movie. That's 25, 7, whatever yeah. years old. We're, yeah. we're, we're past that. Uh, so they show up to the town and there's no one around. And because you get the question of like how many people live here. I think it was, you know, they talk about like in the off season, it's not much. And then in the during the summertime, I think it was. It was like there's yeah. a lot of people that show up and but there's no one around. It's like, is it usually this quiet? No. Yeah, oh. There's their car like idling okay. at a stoplight. Yeah. yeah. Like, which is e- which idling. is eerie. Like that yeah. is such an eerie scene. And it's such a simplistic shot of just a car <laughs> and you just see that's running. And you're like, oh, okay. Things are about to happen. Who gets to a light and just puts their vehicle in park? <laughs> like I'm just gonna put my prelude in park. Yep. Okay. So they get to her house and, you know, they get they go in there like, oh, you know, we get to meet Hildy. What does she make? A killer what? Oh, some kind of pie, right? I think it was like rhubarb so, pie or something like that. So, yeah, some, I think she's yeah, working yeah, a pie of some kind. A pecan pie, some sort of pie. Yeah, she makes a killer pie. She's all excited. And, um, you know, she's going in. It's funny because, like, they go into the kitchen and, and the, like, so many things are on the stove. Everything's cooking yeah. and no one's around. And she's just casually like, oh, let me check this and this. And then... Yeah. Lisa finds Hildy dead on the floor. And it's a really like I like the makeup effect on it. Like she yeah. looks like she's been there for a while. She's got like the the green veins going through her face and her eyes are all glossed over and super stiff. Yeah, she's and, got the rig already, dude. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of those things where you don't know, like especially somebody like me and like probably Angela like watching this for the first time, you don't know what the hell is it like is it a, is is just somebody going through this town killing people? Like, yeah. like, what is happening? You don't know. Because there's no, like you said, there's like, you get like that short little bit in the car 
and which was re- it's really not that long. No, it's like it's five the credits. Minutes, maybe. It just shows the credits. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then like it's like town. Nobody's there. Yeah, like, that's that's it. You're in it at that point. Yeah, so they're trying. You know, they're wondering how she died, and then Je- uh, Jen goes to call the police, and the phone's dead. And they're like, oh, the and then they hear noises upstairs. So like, oh, the killer's still here. So they run out smart. the house. Yeah, very smart. And then they go when they go outside, they hop in the Jeep. The Jeep don't turn on. You're like, oh, of course. Of yeah, course it was, just, it was running just fine. It was running yeah. just fine earlier. So it's one of those things like, oh, did somebody come out and mess with the car while they were inside? Like, you don't know. You literally don't know. So they have to walk to the police station. They just are like, where the hell is everybody? Like, this is weird. So they get to the police station, and I don't like this hard cut, though. Like, them in the street, and then it's like, dead body, dead cop. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah. Oh, no. That's quick. And that's when it's kind of like Jen is just like, this is, I feel like this is a disease. This is some sort of virus that's causing this just by the this it's like this cop which i can't remember what this cop's name was uh, uh, they do mention it a couple times and they do hildy they look exactly the same but they're in two different spots so it's yeah. got to be something and but uh, you know she touches it without gloves on which is like oh okay well you said that and then you touch it way to go gloves. doctor yeah so they got to load up and figure out what the hell is going on so they grab a bunch of guns from the police station well they do mention what she mentioned is because Lisa <clears throat> thinks it's disease. Jennifer's like, what disease would you have to shoot at? Because there's like three right. cartridges on the floor. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Complaint. A little bit of lazy filmmaking here. I got to point this out. So the rounds that are on the floor of the cartridges are not actual spent bullet casings. Yeah. They're blank casings. Because if you look at them, they're stretched in the front and crimped. Where you can see yeah, where they've yeah, yeah. been blown out. <laughs> They're not an actual projectile casing. Most, uh, most people aren't going to notice, know that, but like, as somebody in the know, I'm like, you could have at least just gone out somewhere, shot some rounds, brought some casing back, set them down. So, I don't know. Not that big a deal. But you're complaining. Eh, minor, <laughs> hey, minor. This is the minor gripes you got you to gotta pick out. So, yeah, so every time they find something, like they find someone, they're dead. And they all look the yep. same. And but they keep hearing shit. Yeah, they go to the bakery. Yeah, where they discover, which is the messed up part. They they discover the the hands on the rolling pin. Uh, like oh, those awesome. don't belong there. Nope. <laughs> and then they go into the oven. They're like, oh, it's just pies. And then they see like this is what this was a great shot of them opening that oven. They see it's just pies, but then you see the blood start to trickle down. Like oh no, but then you see like the very cartoonish heads just go. I just fucking fall yeah. out of the thing. You're like oh my god. Oh, <laughs> uh, something else that did happen between there is they tried to go to that one car they saw running earlier. Oh yeah, and, and it doesn't. Not, yeah, it's yeah, not running it anymore. Work. Right. Yeah. So it's like something so, is preventing them from leaving. You yep. kind of yep. get that feeling. And yeah, so they hear uh, noises again in the bakery. They're like oh no, what's going to happen? And that's when. The phone rings and she picks it up and it's just a bunch of like it's kind of like static but you also hear like voices you know saying things and she's trying to talk to it but it's just it continues to talk and that's kind of how it all goes and then she hangs up and 
that's when the sheriff and his uh, his other officers show up. Ben Affleck plays the sheriff. You have Liev Schreiber who plays Stu, the very wacky um, uh, officer, and then a third cop who literally I forgot about until he dies. Steve. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Steve, oh, no. Steve. Sorry, Steve. You're forgettable in this movie. They are, yeah, they're very determined to figure out what the hell's going on because they're like, you know, yeah, we've noticed like no one's around or when we find people, they're dead. Like they discovered their their cop, the other cop was dead. They went back to the station. Uh, where were they though? Did they say where they were before all this happened? I don't know. And why no, they weren't affected by it? Like were they out of town? I'm very confused. Yeah. I have no idea affected by it because it seems like everybody in the town was affected by it. And the only reason that Lisa and Jen weren't was because they weren't there. And yeah. so I'm guessing like the sheriff and the other two officers, they must have not been there as well. That's, they may have been I, that's really all I can I can imagine. Well, with it being a rural community, it's very possible. Yeah. So this is when all the alarms and whistles start going off in the town. Yes. It's really kind of creepy. <laughs> sirens and shit yeah um it's just chaos and you get some really nauseating camera work here where it's just all over the place i I was like okay somebody slow down who the hell did you just snort a thing of pixie sticks what is happening (laughs) there's all over the place here and all the lights go out in the town except for the like hotel that's down the street the the ironically named candle glow in (laughs) yep yep they they go inside. They hear music start to play like a couple floors up. Like, oh, we got to go up there and investigate it. And uh, Ben Affleck's character finally takes off that ridiculous cowboy hat. Literally, yeah, he looks so, dude, dude, you're cowboy from. Hat. Listen, dude, you're from Boston. Stop it. Uh, you, you, he, you, you mentioned what song this was. Yeah, it's I Fall to Pieces by Patsy Klein. Yep. They play it at the Not end the- of the movie, too. Stop. You, know, you would play it other times during the movie. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, but they play her times. version at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they hear the, the, the music. Ben goes to investigate, and that's where he, like, he opens up a closet door, and he gets, like, a weird, like, vision of, like, a boy who holds up a gun. And he's like, oh. I thought he was going to shoot, but he doesn't. Yeah. Like, okay. That was weird. And Stu finds a woman who's uh, seen better days. She's dead, very dead, and her half her face is like melted. It's it's a weird sight. And then um, <laughs> Stu just starts talking to himself as he sits next to the body, and then he starts touching her. Like he's got to take his gloves off, touch her. I'm like, dude, I am really, really hoping it doesn't go very far. Like I, I hope like, the please her- don't, please yeah, don't. Yeah, he like, but the way he acts is like. I feel like this wouldn't be a like shocking thing to know about this guy. He's a serial killer. He's got to be. Oh, 100%. (laughs) Ben uh, shows Jen, I put her as Doc in my my notes, uh, a message that's written on a a mirror says, Timothy Flight, the ancient enemy. You're like, okay, who's this guy? Is this the killer? Is this the dude? Written in lipstick. Written in lipstick. And a door with a door, a door that was locked with no windows to get out. Yep. I was like, oh, where is this person who did this? Where's the lipstick? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Where'd it go? So Stu and Steve, uh, they hear something from the room, from another room. 
So everybody just split up because that's what we do in these type of situations. Scooby Doo, that motherfucker. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, they don't split up. It says better spit out that gum because there's that really dramatic thing where right before Stu busts into that room, he's got to spit out his gum he's chewing. I'm like, yep. Oh, tough guy. Thank you, Stu. <laughs> Thanks, Stu. I'm glad I could read my serious. notes. Serious. People are, uh, people. They explain like it's just a pile of metal on the ground. There's like yeah. stopwatches and and all these metal things. But like Jen picks there's, a couple of the things up and he's like, "Oh, that's a pacemaker." Yeah, but there's also buttons. And there's a golden tooth. And a, yeah, yeah. So it's like this is like it's like everything that was on a person. It's just like it just fell out of them. Yeah. Like what? Or, this is yeah. <clears throat> And I like the, you know, Stu's acting weird as he does throughout this entire movie. And yeah. you get to really like jump. You get it's like a slight jump scare where. Um, the hand with the lipstick in it is behind yeah. Stu as he's like yeah, just yeah. being a weirdo. Yeah, because they're staying there. They're trying to figure out any steps away. And there's just like the severed hand with the lipstick. Like, in ah! it. And everybody's like, that was not there earlier. They would have thought, been in this room this whole time. I thought. At, when that scene happened, I thought they were going to be like, oh, Stu. I think it's got to be Stu. Like, Stu's the killer. So, like, they arrest him type thing. They like, mm-hmm. handcuff him or something, but that's not what happens. And then, um, yeah. So, yeah, Stu's just talks a lot, doesn't shut the fuck up. And then uh, <laughs> Steve hears something outside. So he runs outside and then he just disappears. Like a woman screaming or something, right? Oh, Somebody's yeah, screaming yeah, yeah. for help. Yeah, yeah. So he runs. So Steve runs outside, and then he disappears. Like he, and everybody went, "Oh, who was this guy again?" Yeah, yeah. just yeah. his handguns. The only thing that's left. He literally just vanishes. And his, I think his boot doesn't his boot there too. Yeah, right? his boot, yeah. but his gun is like spinning. Yeah. So the sheriff tries to call in for major reinforcement, and they're just like, "Yeah, maybe we'll think about it. We'll talk. We'll, we'll talk with our superiors, and we'll get back to you." And he's like, "No, we need people here." It's like you don't even know what it is. That's that's yep. the thing. It's like you can't like I feel like you have to have some sort of evidence to bring in that much firepower. Yeah, like, the military and disappear. shit. Like, I mean, I guess there's been a lot of death in this town. Yeah, and it's unexplained. I feel like there's other people you could call like bring in the artillery. Like, why? What are they shooting at? They don't even know what the hell you don't even know. What the I hell know, right? Is. Just, just mortar the town. Fuck it. <laughs> Just nuke Lay it. waste. Just yeah, nuke exactly. it like they did in uh, Raccoon City in Resident Evil. Was it three? Three. It's two and three. It's three. Yeah. Yeah. Or it was, yeah, no, it was two because two was three was a prequel to two, right? Well, three started before two, but ends after two. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you're not wrong. Anyway, no, that's what I was literally just about to make Resident Evil reference to. You get more of the creepy interference with the weird like voices over the radio. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of weird stuff. Like it was really creepy the sounds that they were able to create for that. Mm-hmm. You get the the sheriff and Stu. They're together, like putting gun, like putting ammo in the guns, and you get Stu just being a creep ass motherfucker. Like this, like this is a serious situation, and Stu's just like super hard on uh, Lisa. And he's telling, asking the sheriff about, oh, yeah, what about uh, the doctor there? You seem to be into her. And he's like, this is not the time or place for any yeah. of this. And stop being a fucking weirdo. To the point where he, like, <laughs> literally, like, pins him. He's just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And he's like, hang on, sheriff. I got witnesses. Yep. 
and he lets him go and he's like how yeah yeah he's he's such a fucking dick he's a manipulative piece of shit is what yeah. he is he, I thought this whole thing was going to be him. Like, something is wrong with him, and he's causing all this. He really reminded me of, um, did you guys see um, Gray Man on Netflix, the one with Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans? Chris, he reminds me of Chris Evans' character in that movie. Very, like, much di- like a super dick, doesn't care if people think it, and then, like, reacts to things right after the fact. So, like, you get into a fight, and then, like, later just be like, fuck, that hurt. Like just very extra yeah, yeah, yeah. about everything. Yeah, That's absolutely. what Stu was in this movie. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and then a voicemail is left at the station there uh, with another creep. It's just it's just more of the creepy voices and sounds and stuff like that, and they're just trying to figure out what it is. And they're like, "Oh, what's that outside? Something's buzzing around." Yeah, because the lights tend to flicker on and off a lot. Then yeah. they go, it gets dark. Yeah, yep. the lights went out. And uh, you find out it's like this massive mutated moth. Yeah, it looks like, yeah. And then we get good. It crash. So like Stu walks towards one of the windows or one of the boarded up spots and it crashes through and grabs onto his face like a face hugger and alien. Like it literally looks like a face hugger with wings. That's that's after we get all the Batman Dark Knight style jump cuts fighting fucking model like montage. Remember where it comes in first and they have to unload on it. Oh, the fucking <laughs> 95. Like they literally use all the rounds that they had times 10. Yeah. yeah I'm like, are they still shooting? Yeah, then he walks up to like the blown open window. But yeah. like, it's all those really quick cuts. Oh, like yeah. all because it's like flying all over. Yeah. I can't stand that. Yeah. Because he's all like, it won't be coming back because we just unloaded 30 rounds. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it was a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Hitting. That's the key. Yeah. Yeah. You got to hit it. So yeah, so Stu gets uh, the face hugger with wings to the face, and it's it's this is a pretty pretty creepy scene where it like pins him up to the wall and it's just like fucking his whole body is like convulsing and he's yeah. trying to get it off his face and no one can do anything because they can't shoot at it because it's attached to him and then he yeah. dies. Yep, pretty quick actually. Like, yeah. pretty, pretty fast. Yeah, I mean his face gets shoot off and I guess his yeah. brain also gets eaten as well. Yeah, You're like, eats the oh, brain. okay. Yeah, they board up the windows it after it happened. Yeah. Because the doctor yeah. tried to figure out like how to ate a set, what, six or seven pound brain so quickly and all of like all, pretty much all the skin on of his face yeah. and muscles. Yeah. Which is a great, I, I, it's a great effect of the, yeah, oh yeah, the skinless good. face. And the, the, you get the, the Lisa monologue about how this is hell, this is the devil. The devil sending yeah. up minions pretty much to bring them to hell. Yep. And uh Stu is like, was the perfect person. That's that's the person they want because they believed he was evil. Yep. Yep. Uh we then go to a different whole different area where two FBI agents visit Dr. Timothy Flight. Oh, we've heard this name, huh? Yep. And they talk about the ancient enemy. And his weird past, because he writes for like a, like a one of those tabloids, are like Bigfoot stole my wife, like you know the ones yeah, from yeah, Men yeah. in Black, yeah, absolutely, we're yeah, all yeah, connected, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they need him for the sake of national security, which is pretty much we need your help in this town, no matter weird shit is happening. He's like, okay, 
Well, actually, he doesn't go okay. He literally gets taken against his will pretty much because yep. he bitches about yep. it the whole time. Yep, that's the we're government then, for you. We're then back at the town where the sheriff and Jen have a chat about her sister and the fact that the doc needs, she always needs to be in charge. And that's why she is the way she is and kind of why you kind of get a feeling why maybe she doesn't have a great relationship with her sister and her mother because of the mm-hmm. fact that she needs to be in charge. And uh, it keeps panning to where the bodies are kept. Yep. And you're like, what the dripping them bo- water. Yeah, what them bodies about to do? <laughs> yep. So we also get the backstory of the sheriff. I guess he used to be an FBI agent, but he accidentally shot and killed a kid who uh, was holding a toy gun he thought was real. And that he's hiding the, in a closet. Yeah, which is that 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 flash you get earlier in the movie when he opens the door and he gets that kid with the gun pointing at him. Yep. Um, yeah. So once that happened, I guess he was demoted or kicked out of the FBI or whatever. So he then gets resorted to being the sheriff of a very small town, which is yep. I feel like I've seen in a movie before. Yeah, maybe a little. <laughs> uh, Lisa. We get the scene where she needs an escort to go to the bathroom. She goes into the bathroom and she's about to sneak a smoke and she hears the toilet flush. And I'd be like, uh, excuse me. (laughs) Hello. Yeah. Yeah, You also, you also hear noises coming from the pipe too, the voice. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I'm like, Oh, is this about to be some like Bev shit from it? Yeah. So Stu, we then, uh, she gets the vision of Stu. And his eyes are weird. You're like, Stu, why do your eyes look like that, bud? And why is your face back? How'd that happen? Yeah, I know, right? Just let's glue it back on. So she reacts. She runs out. And the sheriff goes in to investigate. And there's nothing there. But they go back to where the bodies are. Are being kept. And they're gone. Like, uh, okay. They run outside. They notice a helicopter flying overhead. They try to wave it down, but it's, I guess, um, it's one of those, like, helicopters that, like, surveys the land and, like, documents stuff. So they don't get rescued. I think they also, they also, um, the scene of her being in the bathroom and the bodies being in the other room and how allegedly they got between the two areas, Stu's body, I think it's when they figure out that they could travel through the pipe. Mm -hmm. Something can travel through the pipe because that's how they figure out how the lipstick got got to to where where it was. Yep. So we then go back to Timothy flight and he is not happy with the situation he's in. He's pretty much bitching the whole time about how he's being taken against his will. And you know, he didn't sign up for any of this and they're just like, yeah, well too bad. We're the FBI. We can do whatever (laughs) we want pretty much. Uh, The sheriff, Jen and Lisa, they try to escape in the sheriff's truck and the sheriff's truck. It's is, uh, has been, has been messed up i guess uh he said it like it looks like an engine like a what did he say it looked like something dropped on the engine block like it'd been in a big press like the whole engine block had just been smashed yeah this is our third vehicle that got fucked up yeah and then (laughs) don't take your eyes off shit this is the creepy when you get the creepy voices in the distance like the same yeah. thing I've been hearing on the phone and over the pipes is like you hear it in the in the darkness and you're like I don't like any of this. I'm gonna go back inside. Though. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Lady, Why are they the so, lady like, screaming for help? Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. They hear somebody yelling for help again. They're like, nah. 
I, like, no, I, not sorry. this time. No offense to you, <laughs> like that person. If somebody's literally in help, like, if it's dark, I can't see what's in the darkness, and I just hear a woman like, "Help me!" Yeah, I'll call. I'm gonna call somebody. All right. Yeah. But it ain't gonna be me. Like it's like I. Mm, you don't run straight into the darkness. Nope. Not knowing what you're about to get. You know yeah. what you're about to face. Unless, unless you, unless you've been born in it, molded <laughs> by it. <laughs> <laughs> You've only adopted the dog. The dog. <laughs> so, uh, flight explains all the crazy disappearances throughout history. He talks about Roanoke. He talks about what were the other ones he talked about? A platoon of three thousand Chinese troops that just vanished. Oh, it was like the um, yes. It turned out to be like a massacre, right? Yes, yeah, something like that. Like yeah. they said the. I just all those instances in like the Mayans where they're like cities of you know thousands, tens of, tens of thousands of people just, just disappeared, gone, yeah. just vanished. And it's all been, according to him, contributed to this ancient enemy. It's like you, you don't know what it is, you've ne- you don't know what it looks like. Aliens, always aliens, always aliens. And I just need that, I just need a picture of that guy with the crazy hair, just like it's aliens, always aliens. You notice how his hair, as they as they did more episodes, his hair got crazier and crazier. Oh yeah, like, he's, he's, he is always he is um, what's his name? Uh, Charlie Day from Always Sunny, where he's always where that episode where he's pointing out the the board that's got all the fucking shit on the strings. Ah! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> aliens, conspiracies. Yeah, it's fucking great. <laughs> so Jen is very scared. And the sheriff shows her the candy wrapper that says, look, at uh, luck is on your side. Yeah. I was like, that doesn't help at all. <laughs> My thought was also like he breaks the candy machine open. I was like, oh, dude, milk duds. Those will never go bad. <laughs> <laughs> and they can stay in there because they're gross. Um, no! no! <laughs> I love milk duds. You get the ridiculously armored vehicle that does not need to exist, but it does. Yeah, oh, yeah, I got to have one of those. It's an armored train, pretty much. An armored train with wheels, because it's like five cars. It's like they took the, the, uh, the, uh, was it the trailer from The Lost World, and they're just like, let's armor this shit up. Yeah, exactly (laughs) what it is. Except it's not a bendy bus. It's like a bendy. (laughs) So they want to figure out what's happening, as everyone in this movie does. And they cut into one of the bodies and they notice it's like black goo instead of blood. Like, oh, that's they're nasty. Times. That's nasty. Yeah. Seals in the uh, flavor. The uh, sheriff, Jen and Lisa, they get interrogated. Uh, they, you know, tell them all of the events of the day. And and then that's when it also shows the these people that find the massive mound of metal. Or the massive amount of like the metal and buttons and in the church that stuff in the church, yeah. Like it's like an offering to Jesus. Oh. Yeah, then flight's not like it's not an offering; it's undigested remains. Yes, yeah, it's like oh, it's just shit they couldn't eat. Yeah, They're like oh, With something my, for yeah. later, like a spider would do. Yeah, the um, the preacher, or whatever. Yeah, the bodies that are still around, not the bodies that just are missing. Those are for yeah. later. Those are snacks. Yeah. <laughs> It's like when you have like jelly or crumbs in your beer. Like, oh, I can eat that later. Mm, stale. Save it for later. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So you get the creepy child voices in the distance, and you know when you hear child voices in the distance in the darkness, you're like, fuck that yep. noise. I am this not going to. Listen, if it's between a screaming woman saying help me in the darkness or a creepy children, I would go towards the screaming woman. I'd go neither. Fuck (laughs) being in the darkness and you hear little kid voices. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, that is the worst. You want to play? Wait, what? No. Little little kids laughing or singing always gets me. Oh, no. No. Well, don't forget about the guy that hears the noise. like, I got to stick my head down this pipe. Yeah. (laughs) We'll get hey, to that. Me. We'll get to that when we get in a little bit. Yeah, it's that, that's what that's what the next thing that comes up, isn't it? Uh, so there's the the body uh, a body that is discovered. Oh wait, um, yeah, because oh yeah, yeah, it's in the drain, the right? Yeah, you get in the singing yeah. in, the, yeah. in the drain, drain. Yeah, the singing, it's singing the Christian song. What Jesus is just loves me? Yeah, Jesus, that's yeah, it. and then um, you get the black goo attack, which is very reminiscent to. Uh, the attack that Bev has uh, in it, where the blood comes out of the sink. Yeah, it's like um, monster bukaki. Yeah, exactly what I was thinking. I should have. I didn't put it in my notes. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Definitely not what I was thinking. See that, or somebody really needs to see a urologist. It's one of those two. I just thought it got the shit scared out of him. Well. Okay, listen, pipes will be relevant in another movie I'm going to suggest in the future. This whole scene, I'm telling you, relevant. So a body is discovered in a bedroom. And of course, they got to show the walls where it's a bunch of like satanic imagery and like demon stuff. And it's like, oh, this person probably bad. It's like, okay, there's that stereotype. Um, But uh, yeah, so they find this body. It's not dead. Well, it's dead, but like it comes back to life sort of and you get the creepiness of him standing in the doorway and then it attacks the the people in the room yeah the door just shuts and then just like, and, yeah, and these characters like, that had names that just died and i was like oh no not vasquez and harper the people we've known for 30 seconds they're dead yeah, now yeah yeah because one gets attacked i i mean it's really cool where it uh, shows you know the one guy in the tunnel or the sewer he 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 sees something he runs he tries to get up the ladder and then he gets pulled down the ladder and he falls and then he gets pulled into the tunnel and then yeah, the guy's ass, dude. Yeah. And then the guy's like peeking down, like, hey, buddy, I don't remember which one was which, but then he gets pulled in. Yep. You yep. don't get to see it. It's more of just like a cut to That's black. Cut. Yep. This is the scene in the church where you see the dog. The dirty pipe. I thought they, don't, don't they die from the pipe thing first? Or is they die? Or is this whatever with the pipe kill him first, or is that the dog? I thought the uh, the dog was the last thing. No, 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 the pipe. No, we're talking the about dog, the the sewer. The dog right? shows up in the church. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, no, keep going. Yeah, you're the good, two guys good. that die in the sewer. Yeah, yeah. The one that's in there, and then the guy above. Now it's the dog. Now it's the yeah. church. Or the dog. So this is uh, the homage to the thing because the oh, it's so good, dude. Um, and then to be honest, the effects here look good. I mean, the 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 CG is a little sketchy or a little you know dated, yeah, yeah. but it's ninety eight, so the practical is good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where it shows like the freaking spine and stuff starting to like me- like morph and stuff. Oh man. Oh, it's so cool how they and did it that zooms shit. right in there. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, you get the dirty pupper with something inside, some special surprise. You get some skeletal tentacles that shoot out, and just start snagging all the creatures and it snags all the people and it sh- like gets them in the face. Yeah. You get that really eerie image where like they get up and they have those helmets on, but it's like the smash glass, but it's just black. You don't actually see their faces. 
Like, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yes. Well, that's not good. Everybody but flight gets attacked because yep. flight needs to tell the world the gospel. He needs to, to share the gospel of the ancient enemy. Like, all right. Uh, the uh, that sergeant that brought flight in uh, Copperfield yep. gets yes. possessed by the goo. And my fa- it's actually my favorite death in this movie. I like the tentacles that come out of the dude's finger in the church. Oh yeah, because he gets that one dude, that that soldier that's got the gas mask on. He shoots his tentacles at him or whatever on his fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Copperfield's Copperfield's my favorite. It's got to be. Whether like they just go up his body and his mask just fills with fluid. Fills up with the fluid, and you hear the snap. Yep. But what's cool about his is because it comes from just a tiny that tiny puddle on the ground. Yeah, it's not even. And he pulls a shard of glass out of his mouth. That yes. huge fucking shard, which had awesome. a, which has some of that black, the black goo on it, right? And then, well, no, he pulls it out first, and then he spits in it, it, and then it turns yeah. into a gecko. Yeah, yeah gecko. Study it. Uh, and then, and the the gecko once uh, flight gets the gecko, it turns back into the black goo. Yeah, because oh, go ahead. Oh no, what you keep going? Oh, I, I thought you were gonna say what I was gonna say. I was like the. So the aliens start, or the aliens, God, I don't want to say that because it's not what they are. The creature, after it takes over human bodies or possesses them or whatever, it assimilates with them. It, yeah, they do the um, open their mouth. Almost reminds, over, over reminds me of the like the seventies invasion of the body snatchers kind of thing. Yes, they just is kind of very open, much influenced by that. Yes, they just yeah. kind of open their mouth and shit comes out like speak like words. Yeah, kind of like that. Uh, they do. There's a few times they do actually speak though. Yeah. Yes, they mouth. do like have a me- they they talk to flight about you know spreading the the gospel. Yeah, because yeah, he after he takes over Copperfield, he spits the goop into the broken shard of the helmet and says, "Study yeah. my flesh and write the gospel." Yep. So yeah, the ent- I called it the entity. I don't like whatever the ancient evil. It keeps them alive to get flight there. That's why they kept the. Uh, that's why they kept uh, the sheriff and Jen and um, Lisa alive to then you know contact somebody to then get flight there. Also, the fact that the whoever wrote the the message on the mirror, you know, for them to find, yep, yep. it's all very well choreographed. So flight studies the goo. and he just explains how it's been around for a very long time because he pretty much talks about kind of those disappearances again with the everybody. Yep. <laughs> and it's they he theorizes, which is brought it ends up being true, of course, that any matter anything they kill and absorb, they get the knowledge of, like flatworms do. Yep. Yep. So like it's got flat flatworm style living a uh, learning. So that is it's not yeah. alien, like he mentions. It's an, an organism that has existed on this planet. At least as far as we know. So you get the scene where the sheriff is like talking to it. He's like trying to get it to talk back to him. Yeah, when it when it does the voice thing to the computer when they're like testing yeah. the yeah. Like, so what's they, your name? What's your name? <laughs> Ezekiel. <laughs> it's back, everybody. <laughs> don't bring your don't bring my mother into this. <laughs> so the yeah they need to find a weakness. They need to find out how to destroy this thing. So they, so I guess the the whole thing was like trying to. It's got a massive ego because he knows it's all powerful, so it needs to use that against it. Yeah, it's been to, like some Tiffany moment. Yeah, to use a use it as you know to their advantage. 
And yeah, this. Go ahead. Oh, it's just the fact that like while they're doing everything in this vehicle, you it pans outside and the dog's just sitting on the corner of the street just watching. Yeah, I love that, dude. It's great. Well, it's because the thing I like about this is when he has his epiphany moment. And this is really the clever. I'm glad. I'm sure this is obviously Dean Koontz work here. So I feel like a, mo- a movie that. I like this movie a lot, but I feel like if anybody else did it, it probably wouldn't be written very well. I, I don't know why. It's just a feeling I have. But he talks about that if this is the learning of this creature has been, it absorbs knowledge from whatever it eats, kills, whatever. And humans are relatively new to its diet. And the fact that it would be ego, because you have a massive ego, because it compares itself to, you know, Satan, Baphomet. Yeah, because when he was asking Beelzebub. what his name was, it listed off Yeah, ball, demons. like just demons, 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 like left and right, so names just throwing shit out there. And it's funny that the weakness it ends up having because of its arrogance and its ego and its uh, over overinflated self of sense self sense of self worth is because of us as humans. Because it because it it doesn't it's not really a god. It just thinks it is because of the humans it absorbs. Because humans as a whole worship a higher entity for the most part. Yeah, and it thinks it's that because it. It can just annihilate humans. It can just yeah, do the whole whatever. Fact that it's like, fuck bac- you guys. The whole fact that a bacteria is the thing that takes it down. Yeah. It's very reminiscent to War of the Worlds. Yes, it is. Yes. So, another what influence the, I, great I movie. would take. <gasps> yeah. Another. Carry on, carry on. So, yeah, you also get the thing where it attacks the armored vehicle, like, that shuts the lights off and starts shaking the whole thing. Yeah. It's like, do your fucking jobs. Yeah. Hurry up! <laughs> That's what you le- you you learned that, that uh, the creature can hear, listen through electronics. Yep. Yeah, that's why flight turns the light or turns the power off when he figures it out. Mm-hmm. They find out that the composition of the entity is very similar to petroleum. Yep. So, you know, what can we do to you know what's something that you could use with petroleum that you could all that could affect it. The same way we can affect this, and that's when they come up with this like bacteria. Um, you get the before that you get the the creepy black goo spaceman attack. They they attack the army guys that are like out a little bit yeah. outside. Yeah, which yeah. Is eerie. You get like there's like three or four of them that come out of the like woods, and it's just black, and they're screaming with all the smashed masks and yeah, and it just shows like it's all cut though. You don't really get to see anything. Yeah, it's like a still cool neat, thing. still neat imagery though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So flight, yeah, flight creates a bacteria that should infect the ancient enemy and hopefully kill it, because that is, you know, ultimately what you want to do, right? You want to kill this. Yeah, because they, they, it's not even like a, like a resounding like this will destroy it. And he's like, probably like there's a slim chance it might work if it's he similar says it, enough. Yeah, because he says it's similar, right? Which is cool because like it's like this is what we have. This is what we're just gonna have to use. It's either this or we're fucked. Yep. Yeah, because he know, he has all the samples in that um that that um biological sample cabinet or whatever yeah. they have on the trucks yeah mm-hmm. he's like oh then yes uh, allegedly i don't know how real that is but i've heard about that the the bacteria they use if we weren't clear enough was it's designed to be used on oil spills to eat crude oil and excrete yes. like a safe a, 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 an environmentally safe substance 
Mm-hmm. So allegedly these are real. I, I've heard about them before. I don't know how quote unquote real they are, right. but I have heard of them in real life before. So the sheriff has to sneak out uh, to get to the other vehicle across the street to get the equipment that flight needs to do to create the bacteria. My and favorite scene in the whole movie. Dude. It's it's uh, it's a it's a stressful one. Cause you're like, oh, is, this, so is, is Affleck going to get get got, you know? And I like the fact that he like he's he gets there, nothing happens, and he's coming back, and the dog walks in front of him right before he's about to walk in. Well, even, even before like he's like starts pushing buttons, he pushes two buttons on the other trailer, and you hear the dog growl behind him. He's yeah, like, yeah, Fuck. yeah. He's like, oh no. The whole scene is great. And when he gets into the other vehicle, he's also confronted by possessed Copperfield who he thinks is going to attack him and then just disappears. And so he gets what he needs. He goes back. The dog sits in front of him. You get that really eerie scene. You think he's going to attack it, but the dog ends up moving out of the way. Yeah, because he says, um, uh, I only want to tell the whole world. And then it's like, oh, he kind of actually, if you see his leg, he actually kind of like nudges the dog over a little bit. Yeah. Just like, yeah, so yeah, he pretty much like screws with it. He's pretty much just like, yeah, I'm going to let me tell let me tell everybody you know yeah. about this. And so it's like, yeah. okay, you can go even though yeah. you're in there Beyond. trying to destroy me. Yeah. And they need a way to draw it in and the only way it's going to do it is with flight who they he they know it, it it's not going to kill him. Yeah. Because of the fact that they need him and I just like the yeah. whole thing where it's like, "Oh no, not no. me." Me, yeah. oh no, not yeah. me! It's so dramatic. It's great. Oh no, he's like, <laughs> fuck. So yes, yeah, so he's put outside to draw it in. Uh, he tells, he pretty much tells it the entire plan. He's like, yeah, we made this. We're about to destroy you. You know, we want. You know, we're, he pretty much tells it everything. He's uh, like, show I, yourself. God yeah. should have nothing to. No, God should have nothing to fear from us. Or yeah. maybe they do. And, and then, like, then it's like. The sheriff's inside. He's like, that son of a bitch. He's telling him everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It worked, though. Oh, so funny. This is a cool scene, too, by the way. Yeah, because it goes where you don't see anything. And then he t- you turn and it's the entire town just in front of him. And you're like, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're not looking so good. And then they start to turn into like a person tornado creature. And I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What happened? <laughs> and flight's like nah, now, now, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Come on, yeah. let's go. We don't even wait anymore. <laughs> oh, so funny. And uh, yeah, it, so they go outside. They shoot the bacteria at it, and flight gets hit by a fucking. I swear, it looks like a car gets thrown at him. And I'm yeah, like, I oh, think it, he dead. He's dead. That's that's what what I, thought, too. I was like, is he? I is think it just got probably landed near him, but it didn't actually oh, yeah, hit him because he pops up in about two seconds. Yeah. So the sisters. Uh, oh, ben, uh, so Ben Affleck's character, the sheriff gets separated from them. The sisters, they hide back in the building they were in before they kind of load up and uh, you find out the sheriff chases the thing down into the sewers. And you find out flight's not dead. He wanders back into the movie like nothing happens. You're like, oh, don't mind me, guys. All right. <laughs> And you get the really creepy scene between them and Stu, where Stu shows up and he just shows up like this. Yeah. Like, he's like, like here's something. He's just like, boom, here I am, guys. He's like, rolls back. 
And uh, yeah, you get this really creepy effect where they shoot at him. He falls to the ground and then he kind of like crawls I love with it, him. He starts singing. Like, no, he's like, you wouldn't shoot an unarmed uh, man with a gun, would you? And they cock their guns. He's like, that's a stupid question. And he's just <laughs> lit the fuck up. Oh, yeah. And he starts singing, uh, I fall to pieces. Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. And I yeah, he's death, sh- so. he's, he like grows like tentacles that like form to the, that like grab onto the ceiling because they go up there and he like crawls through the ceiling. Well, you notice before he even gets up there, like when he starts, like they're climbing the ceiling, he's still tentacles on the ground. You notice he's like starts coughing shit up. And yeah. like, you see like black yeah. stuff running up. That's when he makes the, you girl slip me a Mickey. That comment. <laughs> Legs, see, this so, is what this like, character makes sense being this way. Yeah. But like before, it just was like it was. It just seemed out of place. He just was too he was, weird. He was he was super weird. But like that's why like I feel at this point he's like I could be the person I want. I just I feel he was a fucking serial killer. Like he was a hundred percent a serial killer, but he had to understate everything. But this is another huge homage to the thing because he kind of oh, turns yeah. into a thing monster. Yeah, because he like. The, yeah, he crabs up the ceiling and then it's like yells at him, like, What did you do to me? And like, point blank shotgun blast to the face. Yeah. And it's like that weird, Explo- yeah, because his face was already, thing his face was already bloated. Yeah, yeah. it's really, I mean, the practicals look fucking great. So, yeah, so she shoots him in the face and then the, the thing comes out of it, the squid thing, and then she shoots that with the bacteria. Yeah, she blows that dart on the end of it and just, yep, and it was. Yeah. Head yeah. And, then he just and you're like, there's no way this character can be back, right? And then I was wrong. Yeah. Uh the sheriff yeah. sees he gets another vision of the boy that he killed. It's kind of the it's kind of the uh entity fucking with him. Yeah, because well they mentioned that earlier because everybody in the town, anything it absorbs it has the knowledge of. And the people in the town know what he did. Yeah. So they can he could repl- replay uh, replicate that information. And uh, yeah, he shoots. He shoots it with the bacteria, and it destroys him, or it destroys it. Because I guess that no, no. was the main. Um, he tries to shoot with the bacteria. He tries. The boy shoots tentacles out of its mouth, right? Yeah, I think it's in the mouth, and knocks the the yeah, that's syringes right, that's right. out of his yeah. hand. And, and then the boy picks him up, and then he shoots. He yeah, shoots he's like, the bacteria in his hand. He's like, you you have a thing for shooting little boys, don't you? And he shoots it, and he's like, "This time I miss." Or I, he's like, "This time I'm gonna. This time I'll miss." Yeah, and shoots in his hand, and it just yep. blows okay. all over him. Uh, so yeah, so it's over, and but flight is like, "Yeah, I I'm gonna tell the world about this," and he writes a book called "The Ancient Enemy." Very creative title. Yeah, and the movie ends with uh, inside of a diner where these two patrons are talking about. You know, I guess they're talking about. Um, I don't know if they're talking about the event of the movie. Like, what, uh, it's like, O'Toole's on the TV. He's he's oh, talking right. about his thing, and they're talking right, about right, right, right. So yeah, they're having the conversation with that, and then that's when uh, Stu just comes out of nowhere. Well, he's, he's sitting laughing. there and he laughs. Yeah, and he's like, "What are you laughing at?" Yeah, he's like, "Oh, nothing." Oh, hey, nothing. hey, you want to see? You something? guys want to see something? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, "Why? So, How are you alive?" <laughs> well, hang on, hang on. Ah, but see, they point this out earlier in the movie because they're like, "Will this destroy it entirely?" He said, "Unless the nucleus has a way to split off from the main mass and separate," which I feel is what happened. 
Like it can uh, cut itself off and divide because as long as it has that genetic information somewhere anywhere within it, it could re- replicate anything it's ingested at any point in the past. So, so this was uh, identical to the ending of the 1981, The Howling. I've never seen that movie. Pretty much, uh, almost shot for shot. Really? It's, so there's a the, lot of homages like in the this. Main, huh? The main antagonist sitting in a diner and interacts with people, and then says, "I think the same line." Really? Because he turns oh, into a werewolf. Yeah, yeah like, I'll just So yeah, and then you get the Patsy Cline version of I Fall to Pieces as the credits play. And that is the end of Phantoms. Dan. Yo. God, it's so fucking good. Solid pick, Dan. Thank you. Yes. I'm glad uh, you I'm really glad you all enjoyed it because I, I remember enjoying it. And I was like gosh, I hope these guys like it. And if you don't, it's fine. It's whatever. But I was like, I just kind of hoping you would because I just had fond memories. But I even didn't know if I would because it's literally probably been 20 years since I last saw this movie. I definitely enjoyed this very much. I'm I'm very happy I watched it. Uh, Yeah, more people go watch it. Yes, please. So, any final uh, notes on Phantoms before we move on to our end of show ramblings? Growing up, I got this movie confused a lot with the uh, one I made a joke about earlier, Billy Zane's Phantom. The Phantom. <laughs> I got this movie confused with all the fucking time growing oh, up. Oh, God. I hate when movies have, like, the same name, but, like, yeah. just one letter off. Right? You're right? talking about, like, you probably, like, you sit there and you're like, man, have you ever guys seen Phantoms? And they're like, oh, my God, the, dude, that movie's great. Billy Zane is fantastic. I'm like, Billy Zane wasn't in that movie. What? Dude, dude I'm tell- that has happened to me. Like I mentioned, I was like, isn't that a movie with Billy Zane? Like, fuck no. That's why when I the whole joke about Affleck was the bomb and Phantoms, I was like, he wasn't in that movie. And I was like, oh, wait, no, Phantoms yeah. not. But no, uh, yes, I'm going to say it again. Excuse me. Please do yourself a favor to watch this. It's literally free at the time of this recording on Pluto or support by watch, buying the uh, DVD. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely go see it. Angela? Watch it. It's worth it. All right. So we're giving this the Dissect That Film seal. Oh. Two thumbs yes. up. Two thumbs way up. Yeah, it's a good movie. All right. So next week for episode 75. (laughs) Can't believe we're already half going to be halfway through the 70s already here. Right. We're going to be venturing back into the world of Tim Burton as we talk about one of my favorite Burton films of all time. Uh, A little movie that is based on a classic story by Washington Irvin. We're talking about the 1999 Sleepy Hollow. I have been dying to cover this movie since we started the show, and I couldn't find a better time to talk about it than during Spooktober, you know? It's a good time for it. And we most likely will have a special guest that I won't say who it is right now, just in case something changes (laughs) until that time. Cause uh, as of our recordings, they're very all over the place. It can't be consistent because work schedules suck, at least for me. So yeah, we're going to be covering sleepy hollow next week. And then uh, for the rest of spooktober, we're going to try to have some guests come on and talk about their favorite scary movies or their favorite spooktober movies. Uh, and then we're probably going to be doing that kind of into November as well, just because I, I I love talking about the horror genre. And technically, we're not a technical horror podcast, 
But I listen to a lot of horror podcasts, and every time I listen to you know someone's episode, I'm like, man, I would love to talk more about horror movies because yep. it's one of I'm my favorite way. genres. And um, yeah, it's just it's always a good time. So I'm very excited about Sleepy Hollow next week, and then I'm very excited to have some guests on and talk about what they like in the horror genre. So. Very, very much excited. Thank you to everyone who has been supporting the show. Our our podcast numbers have been through the roof the last couple of weeks. Like it, end of September has been amazing Good. for the podcast. We're over six thousand downloads. We're creeping already halfway, almost halfway through six thousand. It's nice. It's, a, it's oh, wild. Thanks, guys. It's wild times. We had that hell of a lull like a month or two ago, where it was just yeah, like, eh. it's just it, you just you just gotta ride the, gotta ride the, wave, ride the wave, you know. And uh, thank you to everybody who supports us on YouTube. Make sure if you watch uh, us, even if you listen to us on uh, any of the podcast services, please go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash dissect that film. Just click that subscribe button. Go to the video. Even if you've listened to it, go to the video version of that episode. Hit the hit a like, leave a comment there so I can read it. Uh, Also, if you wherever you listen to us, uh, good pods is is a good one. Uh, Apple Podcasts is a huge one. And a lot of you who listen to this show, listen on at, on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Leave yeah. us a rating. It helps us get into more ears. And that's the whole point of this is to get more people to listen to our, our little ridiculous show. Did we get any more comments? No. Not uh, not as of this recording. I haven't seen it. No, I just figured I'd ask. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like if you listen anywhere that you listen and you can leave a review or a rating or anything, or just recommend, uh, you know, make sure to just do it for us real quick. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything for you. You know, you just hit that five star or whatever you think we deserve. And uh, also if you can share the, you know, if you listen to an episode, make sure to share it on whatever yeah. social media you're on to kind of get people, more people in here. Cause uh, it's, yeah, we're having a blast. And the fact that we're getting all this crazy support is wild to me. I'm still in shock every day that I check you know, our numbers and all that and all the love we get on social media. It's, it's a great thing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you gave us an excuse to watch phantoms. Yes. They, like that's, that's, true. that's the whole, that's the greatness about this show is like, I feel like there's so many movies that we've covered on this show that I would have, I probably would have never watched yep. if it weren't yep. for this show. Like phantoms that's true. is definitely one of them. Um, I mean, even like you think about like the fly, the flaw. I, I I might have at some point in my life, but yeah, I mean it's a it's an older movie that I probably would have never. Yeah, it wouldn't have been something on my radar. Killer clowns from outer space for me. Not not I know you've seen it, but for me, I was like, ah. yeah. I mean, even that. So even bought the movie. Yeah. I did. So maybe. So, I mean, we bought it as well. It. Not at all. So yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody, you know, around the world who listens to our show. It's a blast to do it's a, it's a lot of work but you know what it's all worth it in the end so yes thank you and it's and definitely looking forward to bringing in some uh more uh guests because uh our every every episode that we've done with a guest has been amazing Not, like so much fun it's crazy you can literally bring in somebody you've only known for maybe a few months just from talking on Twitter and they come in and you talk about Jurassic world dominion for three hours and you have a great time, even though the movie's awful. 
Um, listen, I feel this feels very targeted. As I don't we know wear why, our like, Jurassic Park and, shirts today on this episode. Me and Darren <laughs> just would not shut up about that movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know we all talked a lot, but I just feel like I bro- like hold like uh, a huge part of that responsibility for not shutting up. It's, it's so funny. I love it. And our ten tangents that we went on. That I can't just, help it. To more tangents. It's easy fodder when you have somebody else that's new to the group that has like different insight than what we have. That just snowballs it. Yeah. All right. Before we get too far off the rails here, I hope you all have a wonderful week ahead of you. Uh, we got some other content that's going to be coming out as of this episode. I got to, I got to do some, uh, we, we're recording in a way in advance. I'm trying to think of what is out already. Uh, our killer clowns from outer space episode is, is of course was last week's episode. And I hope you had a blast with that. We had a blast finally talking about it. Hopefully we have a fresh cut on Hocus Pocus 2 because that comes out that came out last week as of uh, when you guys listen to this. So a lot of a lot of extra stuff that we've kind of haven't been doing lately, but we're finally going to be getting back into the fresh cuts and we're going to be doing some slice of TV because guess what? October 5th, Chucky season two comes out and I will be doing slice. I'll be back in the slice of TV spotlight as I cover Chucky season two episode by episode. I decided that's what I'm doing and I'm not turning back. I'm going to do it. And uh, I'm very excited about it. There you go. Guys got anything to add before we, uh, we get the fuck out of here. Yes. I will be around. I know this is in the future. Fuck. I don't know. I'll be there for the hocus pocus two thing. I don't know. That's all I got. And your, and your review of smile is good. That's, that's future me saying the review is good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I haven't recorded it yet. It's good. It's great. It's going to be great. great. It's like oh, no, it is great. It is great. It is great. It is great. It is. Everybody's it is. listening like, what is happening? <laughs> we don't know. It's we session. don't even know. Ah. <laughs> exactly. All right, everybody. You can uh, follow the show at Dissect That Film on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. DNA Gaming. All their links are going to be down in the description because, uh, yeah, and someday they're going to have a one name. One day. Make sure to go to our uh, Dissect That Film's link tree as well. That's where all of the links are, uh, all the, the different places that the podcast is on. There's some other that, that there's some links I still have to add, but most like our merch uh, link is there. All of the podcast services are YouTube, all the social medias. Just go to the link tree uh, link, uh, link tree slash Dissect That Film. And then if you want to follow me individually um i am parker dissects on twitter and instagram and uh at tiktok and i'm on twitch about once every six months because i hate okay. twitch yeah i understand <laughs> I, I could feel that dude i feel it and hopefully sometime soon maybe we'll start back up in october maybe we'll be, uh, go back to doing our monthly ending live streams uh, it's going to be changing up, though, if we decide to do it. We're going to be doing it on the YouTube channel instead of on the Twitch channel because fuck Twitch. I want to grow the YouTube channel, so we're probably going to start doing them there if we do. So if you want to yeah. watch our live streams, make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash dissect that film. I think I have plugged us enough. I've plugged every fucking orifice you could plug in this final couple minutes of this everyone everyone's gone already they're they're gone we have no, no one's here. more plugging than your body has room for yes exactly all right everybody just make sure you use the loop okay um yep. 
We'll see you all next time. I am Brett Parker. That is Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. We are Dissect That Film. And this has been the Dissect That Film podcast, episode 74. Have a great spooktober. Bye-bye. Uh, see you. Bye.